Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew. I'm a good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm good, man. I got. I was. I was a little. Uh, I was a little creepy on the on the fade out. The the fade in there. It looked like you were going to come in way hot. You were about thirty <laughs> percent higher in volume, and then you're like, no, 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 I'm gonna back it right back down. I was like, I oh just, gosh, I was like, just tentative I was like on the bracing myself for the uh, for the assault. Uh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh, gosh, we are cool. It, it was eighty something in Eugene today, which is hot, 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 hot. 80-something is a tremendous relief from where we've been. You know, we were at 113 in town on Sunday. Which was not nice. We were mid-90s yesterday, but I... Also not nice. I made the decision to go east. It's a trip that's been planned for a really long time, but we went a few miles east, and it was 115 degrees there. So I played 18 to eighteen holes in... It's the hottest... That's probably the hottest golf I'll ever play, unless I go to, like, Palm Springs in the summer and play or something. Why would you go to Palm Springs in the summer and play golf? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but it's a Vegas in August. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the realm of possibility. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. And sweats. I know. It just felt good. I just felt good mm. to put the warm clothes on. I napped under a blanket today. Yeah. A fleece blanket. Man, see? It, in the 80s. I feel, I feel broken. It's all coming around. Uh, but yeah, I've been good. Uh, wife's out of town. She actually called me and said, you know, have you been, uh, has the house been cool enough at night? And I was like, yeah, babe, I've had the house at 68 degrees through the heat wave. The gas bill is going to be crazy. Don't at me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are you? Uh, good. Also surviving the heat wave. Uh, had to do a little bit of tweaking because all the bedrooms in my house are in the upstairs. Yeah, um, that's right. So had to do a little bit of uh, experimentation with fans and airflow to just get air circulation. Sure. Uh, and we're there. We're dialed in. So now for that's pleasant. It's not. Yeah. And we have a, we have a window open up here, which is nice. We got a nice breeze coming in. Uh, Watching the sunset. Yeah. Watching Ooh. the sunset over the West Eugene Hills. It's a little cloudy today. Sometimes we get a really good sunset view. Um, Pink sky at night, man. Yeah. I'm good. Also surviving the heat. Uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not built for heat, so. I've, what I've what not, is that? What does that mean? It means that like north of seventy degrees, I I start to get tantrumy, yeah. and I hate it. I get what, I get what does covered that have in, to do with your build? Well, like I'm genetically predisposed to live in to be a, in uh, Arctic climates. Uh, I get heat rash at 70 degrees, man. <laughs> I like Sunday I went outside only because we had beer with Luke. Otherwise I would not yeah. have gone outside. Oh yeah, that was fun. We met up yeah. we met up with uh Luke Albert, the G-Shock man himself. Yeah, that was a blast. Yeah. Rolled through town. I, I mean, really holler if you're in town. We're so are be we in or around Eugene. Holler and we'll meet up with you unless you're weird and then we might not. We won't know until we meet up with you though, so holler. Yeah, and then right. if if you come back through and we're busy, you'll know. That's right. That's right. Well, well, we should we should be done with our part. Yeah, we. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't blame you. That's not true. I don't. I do want to talk to you, but I also want to talk to the man that we've got on the line here, Chris Boudreau, the man, the founder, the owner, Vera Watch Company, has joined us once again. Chris, how the heck are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. 
<laughs> this is what we do. This is actually what we do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't act surprised, right? <laughs> Chris, it's been what? Uh, I'm actually looking it up right now. I, I, I think it's been about a year and a half since we last saw you. We came up to your Probably. shop in Portland mm-hmm. uh, and sat down with you and Danny uh, mm-hmm. and, and and talked watches, manufacturing, five-axis, uh, milling machines, CNC mm-hmm. machines, the, the full meal deal. One of, I think, my favorite 40 and 20 days of all time. Uh, but stuff has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff it's, has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a little different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a little different. I, you know, I, we were talking a little bit before, you know, we, we sort of, as we spend some time, I mean, obviously there, there's a lot of reasons we can get into it, but you know, I think ultimately like one of the big things we found was like with, with customers and with like the experience was okay. Yeah. Like doing this, like these couple of things were cool. And when you come in the shop, like it was cool to see, but like things like the support, you know, like the, the warranty, the service, the communication, like, and the design, I mean, that, that stuff is really where people come back and where people stay. Um, and, and so, so, so to back up, yeah. to back up, to, yeah, to yeah, catch yeah. for for those of for those of you listening who are not familiar with Vero, uh, Vero's a Portland, Oregon-based watch company, uh, mm-hmm. very close to us, which is why I think we've had a, a, a close relationship. Uh, you guys were kind of uh, founded on the idea of a company that makes all its own shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think. Um, you know, when I, when I sort of had the idea and when me and Danny had first started and we were like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to make watches. You know, for me, it was, it was very much like, um, you know, I want to be able to do this. I want to, I want to be able to like design a watch and, you know, put it this way. And like, you know, I, I, we had a lot of ideas and it was like, okay, now we got to figure out like how it's going to get made, who we're going to work with. And, you know, Danny being like the genius that he is, um, was just like, oh, we could just make it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you did. And that's, yeah. And that's, that's definitely, you know, something. And, and I said, well, I don't like, how would you make it? You know? And he's like, well, we'd, you know, get these machines and we would do it. And, um, you know, and, and he's, like I said, he, he's extremely, extremely uh, guy and he could just like teach himself how to work machines and um and so yeah so so i think that you know in a sense like yeah it was you know that that sort of became our calling card um but for me it was really about like well we want to be able to make what we want to make you know it, it was definitely important for me to like not have anything off the shelf not to pick something from somewhere you know um and so you know so as kind of things got a little crazy um you know last year we don't have to rehash um uh, (laughs) you know if this is played in you know 10 years then but uh you know but uh, (laughs) but you know we had to make you know we had to make some decisions and and people had to kind of figure out what what we're going to do and and you know yeah, it was, it was either, you know, it, it was, it, it was a decision we had to make about like what, what was really important. 
And, you know, for me, one, keeping Vero, the brand alive was really important. Um, yeah. Well, I, so with that, when, when yeah. you talk about making a decision, you, you, you're in this position where you're one of the few American watch brands who mm-hmm. can be super nimble in your yeah. short inventory releases. You can drop a, mm-hmm. a, a line of 10, 20, 30 watches feasibly every month Pro- prototype them in-house i mean Des- design yeah. prototype there's obviously limitations in-house. but you can yeah you can be super nimble constant releases you, you can do all these things but that also seems to me to be a little bit of a burden like you're you're limited by how unlimited your potential is well, yes and no. Yeah, so because it's by scale, right? I mean, you guys had the we, we were the yeah. shop. There's two machines, so you 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 can't do these huge runs of you know a thousand of a thousand watches. Right. But you know, a, a 100 run line seems really manageable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean the 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 thing that I found that the two thing there, there's probably two things and this is just being just being very honest like mm-hmm. behind the scenes you know is if i if i work with like a great manufacturer mm-hmm. right and there's you know delays um with a really small team and not a lot of overhead you can manage that you can go okay all right well maybe we can take our prototypes and go shoot some photos or we can do you know when you have delays with machines and rent and you know a payroll that's you know, more people and more, you know, whatever, you know, you have as many or more delays, but every two weeks, you know, this big chunk (laughs) sort of Mm -hmm. comes. And then the other thing is, the other thing is, you know, you have an idea, but you know, to your point, like with a couple of machines, like you end up, I think we ended up simplifying things more than maybe we wanted to, Mm -hmm. because you're like, well, do we, you know, to tool up for that, to figure out how to make that work. Um, you know, even just, just, you know, dial dials, like I, the Roger who did our dials was great. I mean, he, he was, but with the resources we gave him, it was a slow process. Sure. I mean, it was not, it was not a knock it out and go. And yeah, they so, were like, like custom made pad printing machines, oh, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and it's cool. I mean, like, look, don't get me wrong. Su- like, super I'm, fucking cool. It was cool. Yeah. And, but, you know. So, you know, I was saying like to, like to look at like the current watches to kind of jump ahead to what we have now. Um, we had this, this watch idea, this watch design, even the colors, they've been picked for years. And so we're <laughs> like, talking about the open water now. The open water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we just didn't have like we couldn't with the machines we have, like we couldn't build a bracelet like this kind of bracelet. Um, was that know, just a function really, of like, little things that were like really important about like of too many pieces it just wasn't cost effective it wasn't time effective to go in and machine each link by link yeah you literally needed different machines Mm -hmm. um you know uh things like you know our ability to like properly loom fill and you know build indices and have like things like that um you know the the rotating the 60 click the rotating bezel that just the way the watch wanted we wanted to come together i mean it was a struggle because it was like a watch like i wanted to have this watch i wanted to have this diver and it, and you know it it was just not something we were able to do and so i think we ended up having a lot of that where we were like oh this would be really cool this would be so fun and, you know and then you're like 
but yeah, we're not going to do that. So you're <laughs> right. like, okay. You know, and then, you know, so then you kind of like, then you kind of, I think you end up putting yourself in a, like, you end up designing around capabilities versus like designing like what you really want to put into the world. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, so when that make sense, but... So at some point, I, I mean, I feel like maybe it, uh, in my mind, it must have been a big decision, but I'm not sure hearing you talk like it was at some point you made the decision to actually build this manufacture, this case, this watch out of out of house, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how did you come to that decision? So uh, honestly, like the, the truth is like the, the sort of COVID thing really, I think, pushed it to the kind of push it to the point we we had actually already started talking to this manufacturer that we worked with uh on this watch we had already been in conversations with him about producing this watch i was like we're not going to be able to do it so maybe we make this production run with someone else and then i kind of went it's like but maybe we you know we do all the regulation you know we still do all the warranty we so and so the the idea was kind of like hey we're going to introduce this like non you know, in-house case or in-house style production watch in conjunction. And then, you know, with, with sort of everything being shut down and, you know, when you have a business that requires people to come inside and we were trying to, you know, we'd have a person, cause it was a, you know, it was a serious situation, you know, and now we're kind of getting on the other side, but, you know, we'd have one person in and then they would leave and another person. And we had, you know, you know, there are a lot of rules on how, what you could do as far as keeping people inside a building. And right. so, well, even staffing. I mean, yeah, that, that's, yeah. yeah. And, and so, so again, like everyone was really cool and we had open conversations and like, you know, uh, Danny, because he's, you know, so smart, obviously had, you know, other uh, opportunities, um, you know, uh, the rest of our staff had, had options. Um, you know, Kane is still our watchmaker. He's still on the team. Uh, Andrea, who was, doing like case finishing for finishing, us right yeah she she's actually extremely creative extremely smart too and so she's she's stayed on and, and has really taken more of like a lot of the creative and email and uh uh like social media content stuff like so i'll, I'll post but she'll create a lot of things so you know and danny helped you know kind of helped us to transition to get the website the new website going so it, it was all i think pretty positive for the fact that you're kind of shutting down the way you do things um but i think like you know it, we've i think we've had a lot of fun because we've had we've been able to do things that are maybe a little more in our wheelhouse like the, the photos the stories the design the you know even just being able to like you know ship product yeah. <laughs> you know like um it yeah it, it's it, it was the right it was a tough call it was a tough decision but you know it, it was the right decision for us so well so let's let's talk about the watch let's talk mm -hmm. about the open yeah. water because i think it is one of the cooler affordable watches to come out this year and can and, i tell a really good story about it i have to interrupt you because it's an important story yeah no. so will <laughs> had the green one in pennsylvania mm -hmm. Yes. Not Pennsylvania. He is in New Jersey. No, no Pennsylvania. He is in Pennsylvania. He lives in New Jersey. He, he, He's he, the East East Town. I know. Or Easton, so which is not. I East um. Town. Will had it, and he messaged you <laughs> and asked if you could send it to me, and I was like, and "You're like, yeah, okay, send it to send it to them." For whatever reason, you you trust us. Uh, <clears throat> I totally forgot about it. 
I totally forgot that he was sending me the watch. Yeah. And around the same time, I had two other shipments come in of review pieces land at my house. And I just assumed that one of them was from Will. And then a FedEx package came to my door from Will. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck did Will send me? And I was like, this is awesome. I'm so excited. I don't even know what's in here. (laughs) And I opened it up and I was like, I, I just, I saw the top of the box and I, yeah. I, it was fucking Christmas. I opened the box. <laughs> that green, man. That We talk shit on green dial watches regularly because so few are good. Like right. they're, they're almost universally bad. Yeah. This is the green watch for me. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I opened it up. I saw that green and I was just like, this is, this is the best day ever. And then Everett <laughs> came to my house about a half an hour later and he took it from me. And ever just had it since. <laughs> he's had it since, but I, I've, I don't know the last time I opened up a watch package and saw a watch and felt that response. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. I mean, that's like that's the dream. Like that that stuff. Like to to kind of go to kind of tie it back to what we were just talking about. Like that. Like to be able to like in in you know to have like customers that have sent us you know, similar things. Like to me, that's like, that justifies everything we did (laughs) because we have people that are like, it's their favorite watch. And I'm just like, man, that's not that something else wasn't, but I just, yeah, I feel like we, we put out what we wanted to put out. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I love to hear that stuff. Like it it really is like makes my day. So it's really cool. Tell us the story of it. Well, I mean, you said it's years in the works. Let's let's hear yeah. it. Yeah. What what were you trying for with yeah. this watch? I, I mean, I know we have our ideas about what it's good for, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so so you know, part of it started with the name, right? Like open water was like, you know, okay, our our version of a diver, you know, doing a diver and bringing in like all the things you see about diving and stuff. It just didn't feel authentic, like you know not a diver, you know, and, and diving for the sake of deep water diving was just not like, but like, but yeah, I noticed there's no helium escape valve on this watch. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Cause your Uh, body doesn't need that. So, (laughs) right. Right. Um, you know, and, and so, but, but when you get to like, you know, what was funny was a lot of how it started was like, you know, like, a bracelet like for a long time it was called like the bracelet watch <laughs> like because it was like what looks better on a bracelet than like a you know a big bezel and like those slick lines and that that the way it, it you know comes to a point when it's on your wrist um the taper it just like it, it was it, it was cool and then you know so then we started thinking like okay what's well, not a it's not for diving so it's not doesn't have to be wrapped over you know like maybe it can go under a wetsuit, you know? And so, cause yeah. that's more about open water activity. So we're like, so that's, you know, like the low profile, the curves, and, you know, things we've, we've kind of learned are important to us over the years to keep it uh, really low. And so, you know, so that, that was sort of the inspiration for like it being about open water, it'd be about, you know, swimming, paddling, surfing, you know, that kind of like water activity um this is less, diving. less of a mariana trench watch and more of a things somebody is actually going to do on a weekend watch yeah yeah for sure and so <laughs> you know so for us like so yeah so much of it came down to like clint you know 
clean looks and clean angles and curve on the wrist like the feel is really really important to me um you know fit and feel is something you know being able to prototype in house for all those years i think we realized like how big of a deal it makes when you're wearing it and so um so that that was kind of like that was the 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 thought and then you know <laughs> you you have that fear right like you're talking about like a, if i just put it on paper a green dial diver it's like you know you could just imagine like <sighs> You know, like, do we, is that what we need? Um, And so, but we thought it was cool. We thought it, we we thought it was a unique take on something that's been done. And it's been really, really nice to like have that, at least have like some of that validation from, you know, reviews, from podcasts, from customers, like to be like, oh, this is a unique take on a diver because you know when you're trying to do it kind of in a subtle way it can you know it could be just another diver and and i it it seems like the response is that it's not you know that people really like it and are are into it so so i yeah so i note that when i go to the website there's only two options available i assume that means that our green the famed green dial is is maybe short on stock uh but you you do have three colors you've got the the blue aka the crown point you've got the gray, aka the North Coast. Yeah, yeah right. Because because doing an awesome green dial wasn't enough. You're like, oh, by the way, we're gonna we're, we're also gonna land the the best colorway available, and that is not available on the market with a gray dial. You killed it with colors. Yes. Yeah, so talk oh. us, talk yeah. us through the color decisions. Yeah. So um, so if, you know we 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 kind of uh you know we kind of drew on our our Portland inspiration um you know for for all three and so you know so when we looked at like you know it it wasn't you know there's two sides to it right there's like you know with the north coast for example like you know that that's like my that's what i wear that's the watch that i wear 90 percent of the time Uh, i just love it um you know and and it it was you know kind of that inspiration for you know for me with my background of like these like foggy mornings and these like race mornings and there's like the hints of blue coming out and the clouds and you know so just the idea of this like really tonal you know sort of matte on matte on matte you know with just little pops um you know so north coast is just like you know that that's what it is if you're you know if you wake up in the morning on you know (laughs) yeah you know to me it was like it to me it was like kind of like race day was was the other sort of like you know not like was like inspiration but um it feels like the morning especially around here it feels like the morning of that third leg when you're doing hood to coast right that's that's, (laughs) right exactly that's north coast yeah yeah and that's a yeah and that's a very like that's a very northwest thing versus like a clear sky like if it was in arizona it'd be a you know very different color you're hanging out at the grange getting Um, getting hot hot chocolate and uh Yeah. Is, right. O- yeah. Only Hood to Coast runners will know that reference, but five thirty in the right. morning. Yeah. North north northwest Oregon on the coast. Everything's gray. Yeah, I I, I dig it, man. Everything's That's awesome. gray, not just five thirty in the morning. Everything's gray. <laughs> that right. just is. And when you get those little hints, you know, you get those hints of blue and you get the you know, it's it's just yeah. So so that was kind of there. Um the the crown point. So crown point it, it's a it's a lookout in the gorge. Um, one of the prettiest places mm-hmm. on earth. And so it was sort of like the blue looking down from, from the crown point, um, of the water. Um, obviously it has to be the right light and the right, whatever, but 
you know, so, so kind of having that, that combination of that teal and Navy, you know, where there's that, those hints of green, but it still feels like really rich and really dark. And for me, you know, uh, all those years, like cycling and stuff, like, you know, if you're riding out in the gorge, like you're always going to stop at Crown Point, you're always going to go. So it's like, it's a place that, you know, <laughs> like, you know, that it's a highlight of, of that, you know, ride, or it's a turnaround point of that ride. And, um, and so that was something that was, you know, had a cool name, had a, you know, connection to the color, but was also a, a sort of personal connection. And then, um, you know, the, the Ridge Trail is, the the St. John's Bridge, the mm-hmm. you know, green iconic St. John's Bridge. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so so stop if if you haven't seen this, stop. Mm-hmm. Not you, not you. You don't have to stop, Chris. You at home, stop and pull up a picture of the Vero Open Water Ridge Trail, and then pull up a picture of the St. John's Bridge, and just and just side by side them because you guys fucking nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, and so Ridge Trail is that trail on the uh on the west side of um of the bridge in portland that you can take and you get that view so we have that picture that view um and and that's from ridge trail and so um so that was that was the inspiration there and that was the the color choice and um also saint bridge one of the prettiest things on the face of the earth i I mean it's this, right. you know, I, I think people think of, of Oregon, Portland in particular, of being a really sort of 20th century city, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it, for all intents and purposes, it, 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 it is. It is. Uh, but yeah. St. John's Bridge is like a relic from another time. It's the, you know, you know one of the oldest bridges in Portland. And it's just mm-hmm. stunning. Absolutely right. gorgeous. We, we used to put on the... Um, we used to put on in my past life, we used to put on the uh, city of Portland triathlon and that started, that was at the St. John's bridge. You, we ran up and down the bridge, you swam from the dock underneath and, you know, and, and that, I mean, you talk about, yeah, like when it's morning, you know, the sun's coming up and it's a clear day. It's like, it just, yeah, it just draws your eye. And so like, um, it, yeah, it definitely feels like, like, you know, people who've seen it or people who are familiar with it like it, it's a it's an instant connection and you know and, and then the other side of it too was like okay it's cool to have this like local inspiration but it needs to still feel like everyone's gonna have like you know it, it it's still got to be cool <laughs> like yeah. it's still got to be like i mean we sell we move a lot of, we, we we sell a lot of watches not in oregon like you know a, <laughs> a lot more not in oregon and so you know it it, it can have inspiration as long as it it's actually like, still good as long as it looks good if you don't know the story you know so that's so that's we'll, important to me too we'll move on from st john's bridge but but if you've ever yeah. w- one more thing about st john's bridge if you've ever run the portland marathon if you've ever run the portland marathon all one of you who's done that two of you really conversation it's a big marathon and it's back it's back people if you know mm. if you know about the portland marathon it's back but mile 17 Mile 17, you start this ascent, and it's about, what, two-thirds of a mile, Chris? It, it's a solid half mile, if not more, where you climb up to and then across the St. John's Bridge. And mm-hmm. it's it's early enough that you don't hate life and, <laughs> la- and late enough that you feel every bit of that hill. Uh, but it is glorious when you get to the top of that St. John's Bridge. They've got it marked. You know, this is this mm-hmm. is the highest point. And it's not, in terms of hills, it's not... Uh, right. particularly devastating but i did the bridge pedal in portland and 
I did the little long loop that included the St. John's Bridge, and I know mm-hmm. that hill on yeah. a bicycle. And yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be running it at 17 miles. P- pretty glorious. Yeah. So, so well, well, so three amazing colors. No black dial, I note. No, no black dial. He says nope with confidence. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's not never, but no black dial. It, yeah, it, it was. There's other black dials out there. You did something different. And and I think something that I really appreciated about this design was the the finishing you chose for the case and bracelet perfectly complements all of the colors that you've decided to go with. Thank this, you. This just Thanks. this feels like a watch that you wear to do these outdoor activities and adventures. Yeah. Without fear. Yeah. And- yeah, and you know that that's like one of the things that that I think has been really really cool um, is like the tagging that we've been getting, like the people that tag us on Instagram, or or honestly people that just like we have people that just you know um, like send us pictures, and it's almost like it's almost like people like they get it, like the, the pictures. It's always like them they're doing something, like they're going somewhere, and they're like, oh, I was out at the beach. And here's the watch like, oh, hey, I went for this hike and here it is here. And it's pretty cool because we don't you know, we didn't we haven't done like a, hey, tag us, send a, you know, photo of you doing something like it's just like, yeah, it's like it it seems like people are feeling like, you know, even the like the your terrific review, like, you know, he's like, I went out on the trail. I had to go out and reach it like I, I had to get out and go hike because I got this watch and. Like, and if you haven't watched, you're terrific on Instagram. The guy's a fantastic photographer, makes great, great YouTube videos. The, yeah, it was it was a really cool, like really complimentary, really good stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just cool. Like it's cool to see that because yeah, people like people are kind of like taking their own, like they're just doing it. You know, they're just going out and like, like doing fun stuff and taking the watch with them and sharing it, and it, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. You know, well, it's pretty, pretty putting cool. it into his, in its natural habitat. Well, what I'll say, yeah, it, it's the type of watch, and and you know, we don't need to belabor belabor these points, but it's the type of watch you put on, and it feels like, uh, it feels like a an uh, I won't say athletic, but it feels like a sport watch, right? Mm-hmm. Between the finish mm-hmm. and between the fit to your wrist, uh, it feels sporty. Uh, it feels almost like for those of you who have tried on the Bulova Curve, it hugs your wrist the same way the Curve does. I, I'm not sure if I should admit this with Chris on the line here, but I did wear <laughs> that watch out for a round of golf. I, I wore it to play 18 yeah. holes, and uh, it, it's not my watch; it's your watch. Sorry, Chris. I hope I didn't mess no, up the movement. No, please do. Uh, That's great. Pe- people send us no. people send us hate DMs because I golf in mechanical watches. But uh, in any event, I, I I put it on and I went and played golf, and no. it felt it felt great. You know. Uh, but what, what, so, so talk us through a little bit of the, the specific design decisions. You know, I'm thinking of a few things where, you know, I'm thinking of the bezel, I'm thinking of the sort of dog bowl shape on the case. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the curve of the, the watch head to the lugs, to the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, talk us through some of those design decisions and, and what you guys were going for and maybe some more specifics, the dirty details there. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, to, to your point, like, you know, keeping that hug on the wrist is like really important. Um, you know, we, we learned that, you know, we, we pretty much always want the lugs to be longer than the case back, uh, if possible. Um, and a relatively short lug to lug, uh, ratio. 
uh, or uh, like lug to lug length. Yeah. Um, because otherwise it starts to interrupt with that bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Radius and ulna. It's got to fit in there. That, you know, annoying wrist, wrist bone. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so, so then, you know, so then you start getting sense like, okay, it, it has to kind of be, you know, this short and it has to go like this, you know, how do we keep it from getting too high? Because, you know, one from aesthetic point of view, I mean, there's some watches that, you know, I look straight on and I'm like, oh my God, that's the most beautiful watch. And I look at it from the side. And I'm like, I know I can't wear it just because I know how <laughs> top heavy it will feel. Like a Zen, like Why a Zen 104. Like a table? I, yeah, I'm not going to, I would not call out any, anything specifically, but you know, <laughs> you can yeah, call like, out Zen. You can call it Zen. They're no, a mega company. No, I'm, I, you know, I, obviously we have some similarities with the, the so I, I'm not, you know, but anyway, my, the, but so then, you know, that's when you start getting into like why that, you know, where that bezel goes, you know, how it kind of follows that, that downward angle of the curve. Yeah. And then, you know, why we want a flat sapphire, um, you know, to, to keep it, you know, keep it at that 11 is like as much as we could, you know, keep it compact and keep it tight. Um, you know, something that's sort of like inherently chunky and inherently kind of big and, and top heavy to, to bring it down. So, I mean, a lot of it was just based, you know, just based there. Like, it's just, you know, it's, it's understanding how it's going to feel when you have it on, which means you're going to wear it more, which means you're going to be more loyal, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then aesthetically too, like, there's just like, you know, there's something when you, when you expect it to look a certain way from the side and it doesn't, you know, and I think like when it starts to really have some depth through the side, you know, and that's something where you're like, you know, that not, that's not going to be what most people are going to pick up online. And right. you just have to trust, you just have to trust that it's important enough to do it, that it's going to matter later. And so, you know, th those kind of things, um, you know, those kind of things are important. Um, you know the black crown just because i thought it was cool um and also too like it looked better it looked better with it landed it, it landed good. you took a risk yeah. and it landed yeah yeah when you when you beef up that knurling like that it can look a little i i don't know it doesn't it's not quite as slick in the steel and the the the, the black just pops and yeah i mean you know some yeah some someone could hate it but like uh, we like it so well you, you so, can't ever you can't make a watch for every person all right no yeah so with this this huge pivot that you've done mm -hmm. in in the last year and a half going from able to being able to prototype test produce all in-house mm -hmm. how did it feel prototyping going through the process outsourced how were you still doing because mm -hmm. i don't know but do you still have any any capabilities any manufacturing capabilities in-house yeah so um so we still um you know obviously we still regulate um we still do all the warranty in-house mm -hmm. we still do all the service so we're we're regulating the watches before they go out um we actually can do um case and and bracelet refinishing mm -hmm. um, we still have that equipment um Okay. Yeah, we have uh, we we have a lot of ability to work, um, but but not like the big machines actually build. I'm wondering you personally though, how you yeah. Chris felt going from being able to manage all that in house, see it all done, you know, throw mm -hmm. a hunk of metal in the machine that afternoon, try it on, make some tweaks right. to to that transition of 
lead time of that wait time yeah. of what are they going to do? How's this going to turn out? How's that? F- how's that feel? Like, w- was there any questioning along the process of like, am I doing the right thing? Or, or were you just, you were into it. You knew this was the right move and you were comfortable with that transition. Um, you know, no, I mean, it was tough. I mean, it's tough. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, obviously it does, it takes time and you put a lot of trust in, in someone and, um, you know, I, it, it, it was difficult. I mean, and we had, I mean, we had a pretty significant delay on this watch. I mean, obviously because of the situation. Um, and you know, but what I told myself was, I was like, you know, look, I've got to be willing to like, you know, no watch is ever perfect, right? You can nitpick for 10 years and never get your watch. And there are guys that do that, right? They just, they're never satisfied and they never really get it out there. Um, but but I, I did have to sort of say, you know what, like, if this isn't right, like, we are going to get it right. And, um, you know, and we made significant changes from the first now they did a great job. It, it, you know, it wasn't, oh, they did it bad. And then we, we got them straight. No, they, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were, it was a good company who, and, and I trust them and, and they did a great job. But we, when we got the watch on the wrist, yeah, we were like, oh, you know, like the, the the cut you know there's kind of a unique cut for the crown guards and it was different you know as the way we originally designed it aesthetically was really cool but practically it was not cool and the the knurling and um even you know like some of the colors like were just not you know there there were there were just changes that had to be made Mm -hmm. and you know and that can push you back you guys 30 days 45 days 60 days more than longer yeah yeah. i mean mean, right now with with uh uh supply chain lead time that might be three months yeah it was they were significant and you know and even like even now you know as we're going into like you know things that are coming down the road you know you you, it's tough because you do you know you have to you have to find that balance between hey i'm gonna be patient or hey it's in their hands and and also just being willing to say like you know what this is gonna take another six months or so well, two, two, two more things that I know I want to talk about. Yeah, and we're running out of time. I know. Well, we're not running out of time. I have all night. It's our podcast. Yeah, so. it's Chris Chris told me, told me he's good until like one in the morning. I'm There's not. no rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, for, so first thing I want to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got the barrel open water. I think this is sort of uh, the first watch in this next phase of Vero. What is to the extent that you're willing to share uh, your secrets with us, Chris. And it's just the three of us. Listen. No, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. the three of us. Everett's okay. mom now, too. Yeah, and my mom. Uh, what is next for Vero? Part of the, you know, part of, uh, of the new direction is to just make sure that we're, um, you know, we're making watches that, that excite us as far as, like, the activity they're for um, and the design you know, kind of having its own take on things, you know, we, we don't, from my personal taste, you know, I don't like anything to be too crazy. I mean, I'm not trying to like do something weird for the sake of being weird, you know, but, but also to, to do something that, that feels authentic. And so, um, you know, so the next, uh, you know, we have a, we have a few other things that are, that are related to, um, to what we're doing now. Um, and we've got something a little bit different. We've got something that's a little bit, 
kind of funky and a little bit uh, fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it'll probably have, you know, it, it, it'll probably have, you know, a, a, a interesting reaction. <laughs> um, I, I'm excited about it. Um, the, the people that we've shared with are excited about it. Um, and I think it all works together when we, when we sort of tell that story. Um, but really it was just like, you know, we sort of have like, you know, we started to think about things in, in terms of like, um activity and so uh you know so a, a dive watch you know a dive style watch kind of implies certain activities and and has certain functions and then i said you know well it's it's probably limited in in certain scenarios so like what would we use there um and and so that that's that's what's next like and a, then, like um, a, a pogo stick watch is what you're thinking yeah you nailed it um man <laughs> first, uh, i am really good at this what about like titanium i hire you for What's that? Are you thinking about like titanium? titanium? No, no. Um, okay. to, and you know, we've done, I mean, we did the, the LE with, uh, um, no, it, it's, it's hard to say. I, I, I hate, I'm, I'm not trying to be super secretive, but I feel like, I feel like you have to see it all together. Like if I start to describe it, you're going to be like, what? This like, guy's this guy's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it kind of sounds weird, but um, but I think it's cool. Um, and then you know, so we have that. Um, and then you know, we're looking at what you know. Th- this has been great. Like this this open water release has been very positive. Um, and so you know, there's other right there. Like for us, you know, we don't ever want to put out six different things at once. It's just not it's not our style. Um, not what we're into. Um, but you know, when you, when you have something that, that people like, you go, yeah, but would you like this? Uh, right. you know, like, oh, <laughs> Hey, we didn't, we, we didn't do this. Um, but there, there's, you know, and you probably take a few more chances and you, you probably, you know, take a few more risks. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, we're just, we're sort of like trying to design with activity in mind and, and design with like, uh, you know, create things that we think are kind of cool stories so um well so speaking yeah. of well so speaking of yeah. because the one thing we haven't talked about which i think has been a huge thing for vero and i think is a really neat uh a neat concept and idea i think we might be saying it wrong you say your brand name vero vero he's saying vero vero that's okay Sorry. I will so, say I will say our listeners we have many listeners who uh are get upset about my pronunciation of the word don't even say it aesthetic Ugh. and you've been saying it correct so and I say it all the time and I I mispronounce it and people get mad so people will be happy that we had someone that can properly pronounce the word aesthetic 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 there's a um, th right in the middle of the word Vero Athletic yes. Society yeah I want to know about it. I want to know what it is. I want to know what it means. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that it, it, it was sort of in, in conjunction with, um, you know, with sort of thinking about things as far as like activity and sport and, and, and maybe, and maybe some context, right? The people who will yeah. listen to your first episode know that you're a former professional triathlete that you, mm-hmm. you had a, a running store in Portland called the runner's lounge, right? Running. Uh, athlete's lounge. Athlete's mm-hmm. lounge. Athlete's excuse lounge. me. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
And, and so it's a you, little bit more than run. Right. Yeah. Just a little bit bigger. Also pogo <laughs> Also pogo stickers. They uh, were well. Right. Uh so so, Our so you've got a background in serious uh athletic mm-hmm. activities personally and, and and i think based on our prior conversations that vero's always been focused on that part of your life and and, and i know yeah. danny is a huge bicycle rider as well mm-hmm. because i follow yeah. him on instagram and i see him yeah. and his his wife on instagram biking and not like double decker bicycles places. but like a, a, an avid bicyclist that's right <laughs> that's right so so no, it's big bikes. <laughs> Literally, big bikes. double deckers always. <laughs> yeah. In the context of that, uh, so 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 just that's for the yeah. listeners at home some context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, and it, it's right now it, it's you know it's it's pretty straightforward as far as like you know it's uh, you know it's apparel that that we we thought um, you know I, I kind of had I kind of had this this idea where we we said like. Um, you know, part of, so hopefully this doesn't, this isn't too off topic, but I think it circles back is, um, I did a thing at the beginning of this like pandemic with, um, it was like a micro brand zoom call with the cut, you know, people and brands. And uh, that was Chase Fancher's, uh, independent together. Yeah, exactly. Great guy, great brand. Um, and he, he invited me there and, uh, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that I was kind of like in a very like what doing spot honestly and I almost didn't even join because I was like why would I what I don't even know what I'm gonna talk about um and we were we were there and uh the guy from uh fears is someone asked him about making a diver and uh he said well I can't swim so why would I make a diver which is you know funny and you know and, and <laughs> he's, he's funny line. right he delivers um, it yeah 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 I, no he's yeah he's great and uh and i was like it just kind of i was like oh i can teach you how to swim like i was a swim coach at nike for years like, i remember five, this interaction years. it was awesome yeah and and i was like and so it was just an offhand like yeah I'll, I'll teach you how to swim i can do that and then i was like i was like you know what like that's what we should be doing like we should be going like we should like like, like me standing at a watch show in a polo for 10 hours is just it's exhausting for me it's it's not my favorite thing. I love watches. I love the community, but just trying to sell my watches to people just I just don't like it. Um, and so it kind of occurred to me. I'm like, you know what? We're not the brand that needs to like. We don't have to be like everyone else. Like we should go do stuff. Like we should go do stuff. We should just like all get together and like wear our watches and go do things. Like red bar, but like sweaty red bar <laughs> like, sounds like, hot <laughs> yeah I, listen we're gonna have to put a warning at the beginning yeah. of the podcast right we already have the explicit marker <laughs> Sorry, so. yeah. sweaty red bar <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna co- i'm gonna copyright i'm gonna copyright that one um, the- <laughs> hey i'm coming i'm coming yeah so you let me gonna say there too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> landed it yes awesome. We did a little fist bump. We did. I think that might be our first on our fist bump. No, no, it's not. Could be the best Um, one though. Sweaty red bar. uh, (laughs) Carry on. Sweaty red bar. Uh, You know, so I I was like, oh, I I said, okay. So then, you know, I think then like the wheel started turning a little bit for me. I was like, yeah, like 
we should like just go do stuff we should like go for bike rides and go for hikes and go like fight i don't know you know like just go do stuff and um and then uh you know and so then i thought like okay well it's a team right and like what does the team have like team has gear they have apparel and so yeah. you know and so it, it was one of those things too where i was like you know if you do photos and you are going doing something and it's like someone wears like a green jacket and um you know or this red thing and it throws off the aesthetic of what you're trying to get you're like uh, no so you know it's like okay like what would you wear like you just have you know you have a white t-shirt you have a black tee like if you're gonna work out you know um it, and so so it really just came out of that it came out of like you know having like team gear like that was honestly like the thing like that's just like a fun thing to have and a fun thing to be part of and, and it also just kind of helps set the vibe of like who we are like we're not you know we're because you know anytime you have a company you know people you know describe your customer describe your you know and and a lot of times like i say i know more what we aren't than who we are yeah but um mm -hmm. but you know it's like hey look you know don't don't put us with a fancy car and a suit and don't put us on a yacht you know like you you know to me like having the white tee or the black hoodie and having like that cool watch that pops or having like you know you you know the the right shoe the right sneakers you know but the sneak like it's it's not dress shoes it's it's you know nikes it's a cortez it's some, you know like and so that was a lot of it was just like helping to like complete the vibe complete the look and then you know having a way that people kind of said okay yeah like this is like this is the look this is the feel and round out the brand identity i mean i think we see a lot of a, a lot of watch brands who their identity is wrapped up in They're like we do cool colors, we do cool designs like the, the, it's, mm -hmm. it's wholly in the watch world. And I think that th this dimension of the Vero watch brand rounds out the identity of it. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, and so I yeah, think, I think you, you and I talked, I think maybe back in, I don't know, February or, or mm -hmm. March about this and, and, at some point, sort of once COVID is so long, once we're no longer in the the death grips of COVID and and life starts right. to resume as as it seems to have been, I, I understand mm -hmm. this is going to become uh, you know a meetup, right? So we're going to do uh, a fun run, we're going to do uh, a yeah. bike ride, that sort of thing. So so an opportunity for uh, for engagement as opposed to. Uh, just gear or or just watches. This is actually going to be a, a a group thing, right? It's gonna be like, like yeah, Vero, like obstacle course runs with like like tough mutters and shit, like <laughs> the, like the, Team Vero I, I, tough mutter. I, I did one. I did one a couple like a month ago. Did you get the tattoo? Uh, you get a tattoo? Is there a tough mutter tattoo? I don't know. There is. I, I, I have some I friends. I never got my Iron Man tattoo, so maybe maybe I'll get a tough. I have mutter. some friends who have the um, tough mutter I, tattoo. I, I and did, it's like, kind of yucky. Okay. I did, I did something like it. I don't, it wasn't specifically, it was like, I don't know, something, Spartan something with it, like something. Yeah, it was something, it was a lot of, actually a lot of fun. It, it was, it was a blast. And I wore a Ridge, I wore the Ridge Trail on a NATO and got it super muddy and, um, dope. Yeah. That's it. That's what it's for. That's I love it that. Was, it was, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've got like, I've got like photos in the event, but it's like, it would be, you guys would, hound me if i posted them and shared them because it would just be like oh look at me where am i you know send and, them to us uh, we'll post them <laughs> but, but you know what i mean like 
but it was but we did like i wore it i wore it the whole you know i wore it for the race and and it was like yeah that's the point like it's like it's not this like hardcore thing it's not like a you know you know whatever pro athletes it's just it's just like for me like that that makes me feel more comfortable like that's to me like the context like let's go do something then let's go have a beer then let's go hang out it, it's Look a watch. watch it. It's a watch to do things. That, uh, oh, okay. So open water eight seventy five. I think if if I'm on the bracelet, uh, yeah, uh, on the bracelet, uh, available. So so tell us where to find you. Tell us how to follow you on Instagram. Yep, uh, Vera Watch Company on um, on Instagram and uh, our our website. You know Vera Watch. Like if you just Google it, you know it's Vero Watch. Vero Watch dot com. And, and all the things that you know, if you get it wrong, it direct you to um you know that that's primary <laughs> that's primarily it we're in um we're in uh wind up uh watch up uh we're, we're back in there um we um you know we're having some talks with uh some outside of the u.s retailers because we've got a few spots that that seem to dig us um australia and uk you guys are listening thank you you give us a lot of love but it's hard you know it's tough with the customs and stuff so we're, we're trying to make that a little easier for those those guys. Um, I mean, there's other place too, but, you know, but from a practical standpoint, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we tried to get the price aggressive and we tried to, we tried to really make it something, you know, that people could, could do. So we, we can't have a ton of retail partners. So, you know, us and wind up and, you know, yeah, we'll see from there. So. Andrew. Other things. Ooh. What do you got? I had another thing. It is a thing that I've had for some time. And I've been using it more lately. Oh, boy. I was when you were going to learn about the flashlight. Obviously. <laughs> they make a double XS. They do. <laughs> so, my other thing. It's from a website called For Him. For him, yeah, double XS. I, I knew, I knew <laughs> so it. it is. It's, so in reality, this podcast is taking a turn. It, that's our thing. It, it always does. Uh, so it is uh, right. actually from a company called <laughs> Anova, A N O V A. Yeah, and they make all manner of precision cooking devices. Purveyors of fine sous vide does. They have ovens, which are really toaster ovens. And Susivides, 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 maybe Suvide, Suvies, cookers. So the model that I have is actually discontinued, which is is not surprising because it's a couple years old, and most technology once it's out of the box, it's obsolete. Uh, the current conte- the 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 contemporary analog is two hundred dollars. Here's here's a couple things that I really like about it. It's Bluetooth enabled. Mm. So as long as your cooker is in your home and connected to Wi-Fi, you can action on it from wherever you are. So so real real quick, sous vide for dummy. Sous vide for dummy. Here it is. You, you, you take a pot of water or kettle or uh, a vat and take your pick. You know, people use coolers. They use quarter pans. They use... A container, a I vessel. Use, I use a 10-gallon kettle. 
which when I said that to some friends, they were like, why would you use barbecue? No, like I'm talking like a big ass soup pot, Mm -hmm. a 10-gallon soup pot. There is a minimum fill and a maximum fill line on your circulator device. You fill your water, you vac seal your material, put it in the water, and then you set your temperature and you walk away. So it's it's kind of somewhere between a slow cooker and a slow cooker. <laughs> but here's the thing. It, it sets to a temperature and it holds. So what a sous vide is, it's a heating element with a little tiny propeller in the bottom of it. It's a cylind- cylindrical device that heats your water with a propeller to circulate your water, you set it to a temperature, and then it holds at that temperature. So you could cook your steak, theoretically, to 145 degrees for 24 hours. I don't know why you would start your steak 24 hours ahead of time. You're going to have some some tendon and, and some connective tissue breakdown. You're going to have like a medium steak, rare pot roast, uh, which would be interesting, kind of like hot tartare. But the whole thing, the 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 design it do, it of this thing is—it doesn't get hotter than that. Yes, though, right? you're never going to overcook your meat. So, I have been undercooking my steaks and pork chops and chicken, holding it at that temperature until I'm ready to hit it to a pan, and then I do a decent sear on it. So I cook like twenty percent as long as you would typically cook it to bring it all the way up to the temperature that I want it at. So I cooked chicken to like 125 degrees the other day. And I threw it on the grill to sear it and get some good char marks and some browning. But I didn't want to stand over the grill because it was fucking 110 degrees outside. So it sat on my sous vide. It got to temperature. And then I threw it on the grill, got it to temperature, got all the grill marks without any of the standing over the grill. Now, th- this this is m- more valuable than for laziness. Uh, it does really good asabuco because it's a long cook, but you also don't want to overcook it. Mm-hmm. It does really good pork chops. You can cook them to, to, to rare and then hot, hot serum, get them up to medium because we're not in the 90s anymore. You can eat pork medium. Yes. In fact, you maybe should. Yes. It's way better that way. Yes. So... This company called Anova is the brand that I've been using, and I really like it because I can throw stuff in in a vac seal bag, in the pot, on the counter, and then go do stuff for the rest of the day and affect my temperature. It's Bluetooth enabled. It lets you know if you have an issue, if you have temperature changes. It's just, it's really convenient to be able to do that. It also has a huge cookbook, a huge recipe library and they're good recipes too they're good recipes yeah Yeah. if you've got a thing that you want to cook and you want to put it in there and you don't know what to do with it you just you you type in their database that item you're cooking and it comes up with an endless recipes that are kind of wikipedia based it's crowdsourced so it's got like hey i tried it this time i use this temperature i tried it this time i use this temperature i liked it better it's a constantly updating database and this is a classic this is a classic and maybe one of the best we've talked about on this show a classic buy once cry once scenario right yeah it's 200 bucks you're gonna go to amazon and you're gonna find sous vide you're gonna find a lot of them for like 85 Mm -hmm. 90 bucks get the anova Mm -hmm. because buy nice not twice yep this one is it's just better it's It's, just better it's it and they do a very simple thing they do a very very simple thing perfectly but this company is super reputable, great service, mm-hmm. 
and the best functionality in the industry they've got the best functionality super easy it's very intuitive I've, there's tons with like buttons and switches and all kinds of things you have to manipulate this one has two things you can affect on it on and temperature and you can do it by bluetooth yes i've got another thing do me watch the show i'm sold you're buying one are you gonna do it right now yeah dude okay. it's, I might. it's the best way to make steaks <laughs> it is I, it is i've you got a your, friend yeah uh, yeah i've got a friend that that's in the same boat as you guys so this is just it's just reinforcing so it's got to happen so my wife's out of town as i stated earlier so you can watch anything you want i've been watching a lot of tv I've been watching a lot of TV. Pornhub uh, is just like, it's still running at your house. Yeah, Pornhub is on constantly. Uh, I started a show on Netflix and finished a show on Netflix in the last weekend uh, called Sweet Tooth. You've seen, oh. you've seen the tile. You've seen the tile because it's on the front of your Netflix and they're it, pushing it hard. They're pimping it. Yeah, it's top 10 in America today. I okay. had a weird, uh, maybe not weird. I, I had kind of a negative reaction to seeing the tile. I did too. I thought, ah, this, I don't, I don't get this. What is this? Uh, and I watched it myself, an adult man, uh, watched it by myself, and loved the shit out of it. You burned it on a weekend. That's awesome. Really good story. Really fun. I will say, I am gonna watch it again with the kids when they get home. So I've got, I've got eight and nine, and some of the subject matter is a little intense. It can be a little scary a few times, and there's some mild violence. With that said, I think it's appropriate for kids, for kids of a mature kid, you know, don't watch it with your three-year-old maybe because they'll be bored, but really, really good story. It is a post-apocalyptic pandemic story, obviously very timely, um, you, you know, and I'm certain, 100% certain that that's all on purpose. Uh, with with that said, it's, it's different. It's a totally different thing. Uh, and, and the outcome of this pandemic totally different this is not a show based on reality it's not political it's not um it, it's not what you might imagine it is just a wonderful story it looks like z world but it's not zombies it's not zombies it, it it's not at all it's just a really fun story uh you know the main actor sometimes i thought i didn't like him and then he'd bring it back uh really good he's a, he's a kid i don't know how old he is 11 or 12 is my guess uh, I just loved it. I just loved it. Chris, you nodded your head. You've seen it. I did. We watched it. Um, yeah, me, I got two boys, nine and 12. And so me and my wife and the boys, yeah, we watched it and loved it. Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Other things. What do you got? Yeah. You gave me like an hour and I still have nothing. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to <throat> dig into the archives because it's just the first thing I thought about. Um, you can go probably go on Amazon or go to a bookstore. Um, there's a book, a tennis book. Uh, Brad Gilbert. He was, um, I think, up to like, you know, number five in the world. Um, he, he got a little more well known for coaching Andre Agassi and some of the others through, uh, uh, you know, Andre Agassi's comeback and stuff. Um, he, he wrote a book uh, that there was the inner game of tennis is a very famous book. It's a very famous, like sports psychology book. And he, he wrote like what would be like a counter to it, <laughs> um, which was basically, it was called uh, winning ugly. 
And Winning Ugly is an amazing book, even if you never pick up a tennis racket. Um, and I read it when I, I played tennis as a kid, but I read it, you know, much later. Um, it, it's, <laughs> this is going to be a really random comparison, but like, you know, The Art of War, right? If you read The Art of War, if you try to take what the guy's saying and turn into an analogy for modern day life, it doesn't work. It, the idea is this is how a guy who lives in war thinks about it. So it's, are you thinking about things relevant? Anyway, Brad Gilbert wrote about tennis and it's, it's basically, he's got a really funny story where, you know, John McEnroe retired after losing to guys like Brad Gilbert. It's time for me to walk away. And he gained confidence from the fact that people thought he was garbage that he could, he could win. And he kind of put that to, you know, to how he prepared. It was, okay, when do I show up? What do I have with me? What are, what are my opponent's strengths and weaknesses? What are my strengths and weaknesses? You know, and, and basically really, really being very practical about performance and um, basically, you know, giving yourself enough credit to do everything you can to be successful, whether or not you're considered the best or not. Um, so in the sense of writing like a non-sports psychology book, I think he wrote probably the best sports psychology book ever written. Um, so, so anyway, so it's, it's kind of random. It's kind of like off the thing. And if you try to like, if you try to take like what a, a, you know, a racket bag means for real life, it doesn't mean anything but the racket bag. Right. But it, it's, to me, it's really cool to, to see a guy who's, thought about his life's work that intently um and, and kind of like how you might you know apply that to, to other things you do like am i taking what interests me that seriously and anyway i just think it's a really cool book if you're into sports uh if you're into tennis you'll probably really like it if you're not into tennis i think it's still a really interesting book and um you know the stories in there from you know playing all the greats and um anyway that's my recommendation you can probably pick it up used um for a couple bucks on Amazon and it's cool winning ugly I think it's beautiful that you as a watch brand owner in this super saturated super competitive market kind of in a in the world that you've lived in in the in-home in-house local manufacturing to transitioning away from that to doing what you want to do, unique watches that everyone's familiar with, right? Everything feels familiar, but is mm -hmm. really unique. I just I think it's beautiful that that is your recommendation. Yeah, you you know it's one of my favorite things when folks come on and they recommend a book. You, you know, I think what we find is you know we do other things every week, so it's like before the episode we're always like scrolling through our our Amazon you know orders lists and our Netflix. Um, but you know when people come on, they do it once and they always reveal something about themselves uh, by way of their other thing. You know, it, it's usually more meaningful. I, I think our other things are often kind of trivial. Uh, so th th it's a great pick. You know. Fashion. I think maybe my my favorite other thing of all time are one of our writers, uh, Evan uh, I dot Courtman. You 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 know if you if you mm -hmm. read the website at all, uh, you, you know came on with uh, motorcycle maintenance and yeah, uh, or the art of uh, the Zen of motorcycle zen maintenance. And the art yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, Zen and the, zen art, and the yeah. art of motorcycle, and of motorcycle maintenance. And it was like, man, yeah. that's awesome. You know, mm -hmm. I, I dig mm -hmm. it. It's a book I've heard of, uh, and, and you know, so you just these picks like. You, you guys just got to read this. So I, I love it. Great pick. Andrew. 
Is there anything else you want to add before we go? No, I'm out of things, man. So you guys, listen, check out check out Vero, Vero-watches.com, Vero Watch Company on Instagram. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. That was fun, man. I had a good time. I appreciate it. And we'll have you on again sometime soon. And hey, thank you at home for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. If you want, you can check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 or at Watch Clicker. You can also check out the website, watchclicker.com. That's where we post every single episode of this podcast, uh, articles, reviews, etc. If you want to support the show, you can do that on patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Listen, that's not just support for the show. It's support for the website, too. That's how we pay for all our hosting, uh, all of our equipment, everything that we need to bring this stuff to you guys. And we really appreciate you if you're already there. And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.